0: Welcome back, Hunters. It's your friend of me, Lee, here. And today, continuing with uh, our topic of creating, I've invited uh, the wonderful Miss Willie Wyman Pleasance, uh, who has published several books and is a connoisseur of uh, literature and writing.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ashley, for inviting me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so I just wanted to start off uh, with you introducing yourself to everyone. Tell us a little about a little bit about uh, your writing and um, what inspired you to write, actually.
1: Wow, I've been writing probably all my life, I think, Um, but within the last 15 years, I think I started really um, wanting to tell a story. I found that I'm a poet. I love poetry. But um, I think poetry is a good way to get a message out, but I thought short stories and I'm a storyteller. So my experience in life uh, um, led me to want to share those stories with people. And when I was um, probably, I guess about 15 years, 2007, my first book came out. Had no idea what I was doing, (laughs) which was a journey in itself. But I found that through that, I wanted to share. I got to tell somebody something. I got to tell these stories to people. And it was um, laid on my heart to do this. And in the entrance of doing that, I just wrote more and more. And I found that it was helpful to me, and it also was helpful um, uplifting to the people that read my story. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, That's uh, really exciting. That's, like, really why I invited you on the podcast today, because um, one of the things that, one of the reasons I started the podcast for was because myself, I wanted to do the same thing, and, like, reach other people, and hopefully, like, inspire myself, but also inspire other people to to be able to express themselves, right? As everyone thinks that they're an island and um, you know, what they're feeling or what they're thinking um, really only pertains to themselves, but you realize that when you start to speak or say it out loud that other people are like, oh man, yeah, wow. Um, so I've had, to, I actually own one of your books uh, and uh, the very first, no, the first book is, um, man, it has a lie in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And <laughs> the first book I wrote was Ain't That the Truth. Ain't That the Truth. <laughs> and oh. what? And, and Make Truth a Habit <laughs> is the second one. And Stretching the Truth was the third.
0: So there's a, a theme running through your books. And obviously all of them <laughs> kind of have the word truth in them. Yes. Why is that? What, what, what have you learned in your, you know, in your culminative experience that you're like truth is... Something that not people are lacking, but that
1: they maybe they overlook. I think people do overlook the truth. The truth is my my father said the truth will be will stand without anything. You don't have to remember it. When you tell a lie, you gotta remember that lie. That that's so hard to remember. And if you tell two lies, you gotta remember both lies you told. But the truth is always what it is. It's the truth. And when people can do that, they have saved themselves a lot of anxieties, a lot of issues. I remember growing up and I, I used to always get in trouble. So when I would tell a lie, it would always catch up with me. <laughs> so and I, I think if you told the truth, you may get punished, but you never have to worry about any repercussions coming back to haunt you. And I think that's why I do my my truth run through all the stories because my father was a storyteller and he was always good at um, giving you morals and ethics. That's why I grew up with morals and ethics on how to live my life. So I thought if I could write stories that had these um things going on in it where people, you know, this would happen. This is the story. He didn't tell the truth. And this what happened to him. So it will kind of let people know that, you know, no matter what you do, if you can stay within the truth or tell the truth, you're less likely to have those consequences, those bad consequences.
0: Uh, so I had the opportunity to, uh, talk, uh, or talk. I, I read one of the short stories in, in your book, uh, in the second book, um, Make Truth a Habit, um, and it was about relationships, you know, um, stuff like that, and a lot of the story, well, not a lot, some uh, a good majority of the stories that I kind of um, skimmed through in the book were uh, focused on, you know, communication between two people, basically, um, that kind of Uh, ballooned into situations that encompassed other people um what do you think about situations like that like as a writer um uh most of your books aren't like just encompass stories just one whole story with a central plot and characters there are multiple stories um that tell uh that you know, tell stories of individuals, and they're really um, concise and tight. And as a writer, what makes you uh, write stories that way instead of long-form stories where you know there's a cliffhanger and a bait and switch and a um, all that stuff?
1: <laughs> I do that because I'm not a novel writer, hmm. nor am I a novel reader, Ooh. and I like short stories. I like getting telling you the story, telling you the events that's happening, taking kind of a snapshot of what, and I, and I find that my strength is in telling these stories, getting right to the point. You know, I tell you enough of the stories because I want you, and a lot of times I don't define the character's look or, or anything. I want you to fit yourself into this situation. And, and when you do that, when you read the story, you go, you really start thinking about, you 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 kind of see yourself as the character. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about, what would I do if I was in this situation? And, you know, that's what I want. I want you to kind of fit yourself. Because this if this pertains to you, then you're going to kind of start looking at yourself and figuring out maybe maybe I need to take those blinders off. (laughs) You know, if I was in this situation, what would I do? And I think that's what I want people to start to do with my short stories. With a novel, you get all the kind of details. You get the character, what he looks like, he, the house he lives in. You get all the details. So you don't really have to make up anything in your mind. But my stories are like, there are situations where you really, am, uh, right, a lot of them are relationships. And I want people to think, I want you to put yourself in that situation and think about what's going on with this character.
0: Mm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? So when you're I do you have another book coming out? Actually, I should ask you what your current projects are
1: first. Um, I do have another one, probably the end of this year, which mm-hmm. I, I think I may do too. I'm thinking about doing just a poetry book because mm-hmm. I've not done just strictly poetry. I mm-hmm. seem to have a combo. I'll do a few sh- poetry, I sh- um, poems, and then I'll do short stories as a combo. But I think I'm going to, going forward this year, maybe do one of each. And my process to writing is I write what I live, I write what other people live. I kind of get my stories from real true to life events. And um, sometimes I write about myself and situations I found myself in. And then I see other people's situation. I say, hmm, I think I need to write that. Cause I think, and what you said before, people tend to think sometimes that they're the only one going through this situation. And when they see a story like that, they go, "Mm, somebody else went through this. (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) So I think that's where, and I don't have some people journal, some people write outlines, some people, you know, do what they do to, I just write. I just get an idea in my head and I just write. And after a while, the characters kind of build themselves. Most of the time I have an ending for my story first. And then I write around the story. What would uh, this ending, what would that look like if it came from the beginning to get here? I do that a lot.
0: Oh, that's interesting because a lot of people are like, well, I already kn- I know a character and I know like the central plot, or I know something big that I want to happen. Not a lot of people start at the end and work their way backward. Uh, I think that's interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the church, the one I did about the church, that I worked from the telling, the ending. I knew what happened at the end to these people, the church. So I built that from the, the back to the beginning and just kind of created a story around that. What would these people look like? What would, and I'm thinking about when I went to church and what's the dynamic going on in churches today? And I find that a lot of churches, they have a financial problem because people stealing the money. They have um, issues because the church, the pastor is sleeping with the, <laughs> one of the members. They have all of these dynamics that's going on in the church. And sometimes members who coming into the church have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so that story was um, told on that premises that a lot of people... You, you hear these stories, and you don't really believe that they do happen. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do happen.
0: Um, and I know that you're, you're very in- steeped in uh, kind of a creative culture. Uh, I know that you are the president of the Friends of Upham, Upham's Corner Library, um, which a lot of people are like, huh, libraries. But I love the library. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, And I know that you also helped um, some seniors from a senior home put together their own anthology of stories. Um, And I just wanted to know, like, as a creative, when you're kind of not dealing with any other people, but when it comes to putting work together, when it comes to putting ideas together, when it comes to helping uh, others who wouldn't consider themselves creatives um, to put together a work, Like, how do you approach it? Because a lot of people think there's, you know, there's one path everywhere instead of, you know, the idea that everyone has their own approach to doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so what's your approach to, to doing uh, creative work and working with other non-creatives to put together a creative work like the anthology
1: you did? Okay. What we did was a lot of people want to tell a story. They just don't know how. We did the basics. We tell people what a story is, the parts that go to building your story, like the scene, the events, the plots, you know and and the climax, you know, you're telling a story, you give bits and pieces up, then it then the story has to have to have a climax to it to keep people interested in. and then this climax is the buildup, and then all of a sudden you have this release like the resolution to to what the story, how it's gonna end. Sometimes stories don't have to have an ending. Some stories do. And we were teaching that in the class and we took, you know, baby steps and we allow people time to write. Cause a lot of times people don't write at home. A lot of people find that they don't have time to write. I think the pandemic probably helped uh, give people space to really write, although they were so worried that they didn't write, <laughs> so. But, mm-hmm. but we gave people time within the class to write and whatever they wrote, we gave them the time to let someone else read your writing so that you can hear your words. It's, it's powerful when you write something and somebody reads it back to you. You go, wow. And, and you kind of get a clarity of what you try. Did I try to did I say what I was trying to say we did all that with the class and um, and it was over a period of five weeks. And we, we did that because we want people to do it. You know, this is the time you got to get in a framework. So if you give somebody three or four months people take three or four months. And we decided we'll do it within that time frame. We had an editor, we had um, someone we read each other's work we gave feedback positive feedback to them and helped them keep their stories together, help them formulate it, help them give words where they didn't have the right word to fit in. We did all of that within um, the um, constraints that we had. And at the end, I did promise that we would publish it as an uh, anthology. And we did that at the end of uh, 2019, which just passed. Maba Mm -hmm. Martin, who's part of the Seniors on the Move, she was one of the editors. We had a couple of few editors. My sister, Vicki Victor, was one of the instructors and we really gave them the support they needed to, to do this workshop. And, and we published a, a anthology called Write On, Write On. <laughs> and all the proceeds from this book goes to the library. Oh, nice. The Friends, all the proceeds go to the Friends of the Uppins Corner Library. And, and that's uh, we use that as a fundraiser.
0: Mm. Um, that's really exciting that's like super creative i i really like that because i know so many people are like oh i want to write a book or i want to do this and they're like can you help me and i'm like uh no i've had writer's block for like five years i can't <laughs> i can't help you <laughs> i can't help me oh, but um sorry i lost my train of thought for a second there uh as a writer um w- when you publish your books how do you publish them i know there's more avenues than going to an established publishing company, which is usually not really great for the person or the, the creator or writer. Um, so you self-publish your books, correct? Yeah,
1: yes. I actually, I know people talked about, you know sending in query letters to um, publishers and um, getting a uh, publicist in uh, traditional publishing but i write short stories and poetry and at the time 2007 um they weren't really taking and trying because they can't make money off of uh, poetry and short stories a lot of those traditional publishing they wouldn't take them and even today they kind of not do unless you are author and they already have you online you may do some short story books but in in the real world, they don't really because you don't make any money for them, so I went to tradition- I went to online publishing companies. I looked up um, a few of them. You really need to look up, you really need to know the law, whatever your rights, what are you giving up? You need to know that I wanted to retain all the rights to my book, and i didn't want to be um, beholden to them. So I went with Author House was my first choice for my first two books. Um, they were just getting started. They, in the industry, they were offering uh, the best deal for me. I get to maintain all my rights. I get to get um, royalties come to me for every book that's sold. And you never know if people cheating you sometimes either, but that's what they were told. So anytime my, the writing in the book is mine, I own it. Um, Any royalties that comes to me, I don't have to have a second person. Because if you have a publisher, a traditional publisher, what they do is they offer you a package deal. They may give you an advance. Say they gave you $5,000 advance. That's all you're going to see until they make all their money back on the marketing that they're doing for you. So, and then if they don't want to publish your book, say they hold it, they can literally hold your book for years and not even put it out. So I didn't want to have to deal with any of that. Wow, that's So it's a lot. It's a lot of things if you're going to be publishing your book that you need to, to know. And even with traditional publishing, they literally, um, you really have to mark, help market your book. They make money off of you marketing your own book. So but, but if you like that, you because people feel like if I get a traditional publisher, I have arrived but they don't look at all the benefits they are giving up. And and I kind of did a lot of research into that before I um, worried about sending out curry letters letters to um, get rejection. I'm like, ah, the heck with that. I'm gonna put my book out, had no idea. The first book is a learning process. I did a lot of things wrong, but I learned. I learned and I'm able to share that information I learned with people.
0: Well, uh, can you share with us uh, what was what do you think is the the number one error you made when doing your first book?
1: The first thing I made, and I don't apologize for it, but the first thing I did was you need to get a professional editor. I, what I did was I wanted to write it my way, and and people say, well, you didn't you 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 spelled that word. I'm, no, I intended to do that, but in a traditional book, people don't expect to see that. Yes. I was poetic. My writing, it's a conversational book. It's not really um, it's not a polished like tradition. It's conversation. It's what people would say. It's all if you get the book, it's very easy read. It's very conversational. People think that the language I use, you didn't spell that right. Well, I intended to do that. Oh, 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 okay. And But in writing, I guess people look for certain things and I learned that. The first thing you need to do is get an editor who's gonna tell you what is standard. They'll help you with the process. But if you don't wanna write standard, then it's okay too. You do what you're comfortable, but I learned that, that editor was the the key and structure. Do you have to, if you're gonna publish it in a standard form, there's a structure to standard books and what they look like and what should look like. Those are the things, especially if you're gonna market it to the masses. And my first book, I really hadn't planned on marketing to the masses. I wrote it really for me. And I wrote it for the people at my job cuz I wrote about them. So I was going to give them all a book. <laughs> so that was my intent with my first book. I'm going to write this book about you, you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I went to my job and read it to, read some of the stuff. And everybody at the job bought it. So I like sold 40 books that day.
0: <laughs> wow, wow.
1: But it was about writing for to them, not for me, it really wasn't about mass production, selling it to the mass.
0: <laughs> so already, like by talking to you, like I already know that you, you know, you're, you stick to your guns, but how, how does it, how did it feel when people were like, well, you spelled this wrong and that's not how you uh, are supposed to write a book when you start, you're, you're saying to yourself, like, this is what I meant to do, you know, yeah. and it is hard because, uh, you know book publishing has been happening for centuries or whatever and there are writing conventions that people are like this is how it should be done yes. and you're like there's nothing that says that you know like I don't have to write it that way um and there have been authors who have have changed the game Ernest Hemingway had his own writing style uh and uh, you know and stories are supposed to be show um show don't tell right like you're mm-hmm. not supposed to write lots of expositions but there are yeah. plenty of authors that write almost exclusively in exposition and only have a little bit of dialogue between their characters. So how did it feel when someone was, like, trying to tell you that you're doing your art the wrong way,
1: you know? Well, uh, first, um, I had to build a thick skin. You have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to not apologize for it. You know, this is what my intent was. If you don't like it, you have to say it's okay. Because for everyone that said something negative, I had five other people who enjoyed it and loved it. So it's like anything else. When the people say, I don't like it, that's okay. You have to say to yourself, it's okay. Because guess what? There are lots of books out there I don't like. (laughs) I've bought and I don't like. So you have to give them, you have to give them their space to not like it. You have to give yourself permission to have somebody say they don't like it and be okay with it. First thing you have to do is you have to like it yourself. You have to be appreciative of what you do and respect your work and be okay with it. And that's where I got, I'm okay with what I did. I know it was a learning curve, it's okay. The second book, that's how authors do it. If you really read the first book to most authors, you'll find that they have the same mistakes in them. They have problems with them. But every, that's the whole purpose. We are not perfect people. And when we do work, we get better because we learn what the mistakes was, the next book will be better. And the next one will be better. Because trust me, Pete, sooner or later, people forget about the first thing you did, and they're on to the next thing.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. People do have very short attention span.
1: They do. They really do. And for you to get bogged down into what people say about you, you will stop writing. You will stop reading. You will stop singing if you're looking for someone to always give you praise.
0: Mm-hmm. Um just to close out the conversation uh could you just if someone had wanted advice from you if they wanted to write a novel or even just write a short story anthology um what would you tell them how would you tell them to prepare themselves or to ready themselves to do a project or a, a, a book i should say rather to ask me i I'm not clear on what you... Oh, sorry, so if there was uh, someone who wanted advice uh, about how they could prepare themselves or uh, put out the best products they could, uh, what kind of advice would you give a writer who is on the journey of writing their first uh, book?
1: Okay, I would tell them to write the story. If you can, get in a writing group would be good. Because you need to have your story read by someone other than you. You need to get feedback on, not necessarily, you don't have to accept what they're saying to you, but it's always, you need the reader's ear. When you're a writer, you need to hear, have a reader's ear to make sure whatever message you're trying to convey, that you're giving that message out don't necessarily mean that when the book is published, everybody who comes and reads your book may get a different message and that's okay. That's okay. But can my main message be delivered the way I need it? So you need to write the story. You need to have your story read back to you. You need to hear your words. You need to have an editor, a good editor, who's not gonna change your words but add clarity to your writing because that editor becomes the person who's gonna really read your story and she flushes it out for you. She helps you get the meaning and you tell her exactly what you want them to do for you. Some Some people just want word edited. Some people want content edited. So you find the right editor for what you need them to do. And then be prepared Be prepared. And the second, first thing, you got to like what you do. Otherwise, you're not going to put it out. You're going to always be fearful of putting that story out because you get a thick skin and say, I love what I wrote. It's okay if somebody don't like it. It's okay. And then proceed to do whatever you, however you decide to market that book. You may want to market it to just teenagers. That's who you're writing for. You might want to market to whoever your target market that you are writing to. So you want to keep that in the back of your mind. Who's my target market? Who am I writing this to? Because if you're writing a financial, say, money money matter Situation and you're marketing to 17 year olds, you have to use 17 year old words (laughs) that they're going to understand. You can't do words to a college professor (laughs) and you expect 17 year olds to read it. So be mindful of your market and be prepared to work because you're going to, if you want to sell it, you're going to have to work.
0: Well, thank you so much, Miss Willie, uh, for talking with me today. I
1: hope that was helpful.
0: <laughs> it was. It was so good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, so, in the meantime, guys, in between times, uh, if you want to read any of Miss Willie's books, you can find them on Amazon. Yes. Uh, and remember, they are uh, Make Truth a Habit, Stretching the Truth, and Ain't That the Truth ain't that the truth (laughs) truth is important guys remember that That truth is is important (laughs) (laughs) so in the meantime guys in between times do it for the xp bye bye thank you